Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Beef Up Front podcast. This is your host, Ryan Coyle, here on Beef Up Front for PickSwap Media. We are here. NBA Draft Week is finally upon us. We've cranked out tons of episodes talking specific guys for the Sixers, some of our favorite players overall in the draft, some guys that we think might be some sleepers, some bust. Um, I did a lot. I did a lottery mock draft today. I'll be running through the entire first round. Uh, my mock draft was it was a little bit tougher than I thought. There's some guys where I'm not as personally high on as others, and they're in the upper tier for some mock drafts. Um, so you kind of got to value that into into your evaluations. Um, kind of this is just kind of predicting where everyone will go, not where like you think they should go. So. That's the toughest part about doing this. Um, there's some guys I had fall a little bit that I think might be looked at a little lesser than, than the media is looking at them right now in terms of the NBA circles. And then some guys that are actually going to be some surprise first round picks as well. So um, 30 first round picks, if I'm able to get 22 or more of the players correct, correctly picked in the first round, I'll take that. I'm not really for, – for teams, I don't really – having a specific number or a goal for what I would want for that. Just it's, it's so hard, especially when you start getting trades and whatnot. But if I can get like 22 or more players correctly uh, selected in the first round, I'll take that. So uh, without further ado, we'll start off at the top. We got the Orlando magic. I got them sticking with Jabari Smith, six foot 10 forward out of Auburn. I just think his combination of size and overall shooting ability shot 42% as a freshman at six, six foot 10 for Auburn. One of the better teams in college basketball is here. I think he's a can't-miss type of prospect. He's my favorite prospect in the draft, and I think it just makes too much sense for the Magic to take him there, especially with Jonathan Isaac's health concerns over these past few years. Number two overall, have the Oklahoma City Thunder selecting Chet Holmgren, seven-foot forward center out of Gonzaga. Um, I think he's the most interesting prospect in this draft in terms of highest ceiling, but also he could be uh, one of the biggest bust candidates in this draft. Able to put the ball on the floor at seven foot, shoot the ball, rebound, and start the break, defend well. But he's got such a slight frame, 195 pounds. I'm worried about his health and durability long term and at the beginning of his NBA career as well, especially if he's not able to put that weight on. I think some of these bigger players are going to punish him inside. So Holmgren, I got him going there to the Thunder. I think that's an interesting fit. A team with so many draft picks, such a young team. They got to start really you know, building up some of these players on some of these draft picks. I think this is their swing for the fence pick with Holmgren. He could be an NBA all-star perennially, or he could be a bust. I think finding somewhere kind of in between that is going to be hard for him because I think the only reason why that he'll bust is due to durability and long-term health. But we got him going number two to Thunder there. Number three to the Rockets is a switch up for me. I got them taking Paulo Benchero, six foot ten forward out of Duke. You pair him with Jalen Green going forward. That gives you two really high-level scores. Rockets definitely need some more help in the front court. I thought maybe Jaden Ivey would be a good pairing there with Jalen Green. Just give you two really good athletes who can get better both on the defensive end and just really bring an exciting brand of basketball to Houston. But I got them going with Banchero there. I think he's the safest player in this draft. You know you're going to get 18 and 20 points from him consistently, I think, a night. Uh, you just kind of got to worry that – his shoot, his outside shooting isn't that good right now. You got to hope that comes around if you're picking him there at number three overall. Number four, we got the Kings selecting Jaden Ivy, six foot four guard out of Purdue. Would not surprise me. Five years from now, we look back and he's the best prospect out of this draft. 
because the the interesting thing is to me, the top three guys are kind of viewed around most circles as Smith, Holmgren, and Benchero. And you look, those are three forwards. With the way the game's going today and how guard-heavy, wing-heavy it is, it'll be interesting to see if those three all stay up there and like a guy like Ivy or Shaden Sharp or Benedict Matherin aren't the, the best player from this draft. But Ivy, just a super explosive athlete, that'll give uh, – he'll be a nice running mate next to De'Aaron Fox, I think. He continues to work on that outside shout with his explosiveness and his first-step quickness. He's going to be a really tough cover in the NBA. Number five, got the Pistons taking a swing for the fence here in Shaden Sharp, six foot six guard at Kentucky. The biggest mystery man in this draft, but if they hit on him and if he is as talented as some people are saying, that would make a really nice one-two backcourt duo with Kate Cunningham for the foreseeable future. So I got the Pistons sucking Shaden Sharp there. Number six, I think this is a great fit. Um, with the Pacers, I got them selecting Keegan Murray, six foot eight forward out of Iowa. He just fits that Pacers mold that they've really came accustomed to building over the past ten years. Just like tough, grit and grind type of guy. He can really shoot the basketball. He can defend better than he gets credit for. I think he can rebound. And they have two solid guards in the backcourt already with Halliburton and Malcolm Brogdon. You had a nice piece to the front court there after trading away Devonta Sabonis last year, and you get a guy who's a floor spacer in Keegan Murray. Um, I think that's a good fit there for the Pacers. Number seven, we got the Blazers now. We got them selecting Benedict Matherin, six foot six guard out of Arizona. I think he is one of the more out of this top ten, like win now type of players. Safe pick where you know you're going to get some solid shooting, a pretty good athlete, a pretty good defender. He's just a pretty safe overall pick. Some playmaking ability thrown in there as well. And you want to you know maximize Damian Lillard's career. That's a guy you're able to throw into the starting lineup. I think from day one or be your sixth man off the bench and really help that team in that rotation. Number eight, the Pelicans got them selecting AJ Griffin, six foot six forward out of Duke. I'm personally not the biggest fan of him. He's an elite level shooter, 45% from three, but outside of that, doesn't do much. And if you're projecting him as like a three and D type of guy, was very poor on defense this past year. I think the Pelicans need to add more shooting though around Zion Williamson. That's what he does best. So that's why I'm slotting in AJ Griffin there at number eight overall. Number nine, the Spurs got them selecting Jalen Durant, uh, six foot ten center out of Memphis. They've been taking a lot of guards and wings over these past few years. You look at some of their key guys, uh, Kelvin Johnson, DeJounte Murray, Lonnie Walker. They need a nice guy in the front court. Jalen Duren, great physical tools. He's going to be able to run the floor as a rim runner really well, a lob catcher, a, a defender around the rim as well. Needs to refine more of his offensive game, but he's a prospect who has a lot of potential still, I think, to build up into. Number 10, uh, could be a bit of a surprise pick here, but I think it fits a really good need and a, a really good player in my mind, and that's the Wizards selecting Ty Ty Washington there at number 10, six-foot three-point card at Kentucky. I think they need someone who's able to come in, run the show, and be a constant producer from day one. I think he's an NBA starting caliber point card from the, from the jump. Pair him with Bradley Beal. That's a nice little one-two punch in the backcourt. Um, and you kind of hope some of those front court pieces like Denny Avia, uh, Chris Porzingis can get back to where what he was in the past. And then you, you go from there. I think you need a rock solid point guard though, and someone to be able to set up and distribute to guys like Bradley Beal, Porzingis. Um, I think Ty Ty Washington can do just that. Number 11, got the Knicks selecting Ochai Abaji, six foot five guard out of Kansas. I think the Knicks are in a spot where you're not really – Able to swing for the fences, I think they kind of need one of those guys to come in and produce right away. I think Abaji is arguably the safest player in this draft. You know he's going to be a solid shooter, a solid defender, um, and he has the frame to compete in the NBA from day one. So 
Knicks taking a safe player and a Baji. Um, I think that's a, a really good fit for them there. Number 12, we have the Thunder making their second pick of the first round. After selecting Chet Holmgren at number two, they go with uh, a player for their backcourt here in Johnny Davis, six foot five guard out of Wisconsin, one of the better players in college basketball. Last season, we should we he showed some really good improvement over the year, and he and he emerged as one of the better players in in the nation last year. Showed the ability to score from all three levels. Needs to kind of refine that jump shot more, I think, going forward. But he's able to get to the rim. Not a world class athlete, but he's a guy who I think is going to be able to come in and contribute in the NBA. Number thirteen overall, we got the Hornets selecting Mark Williams, seven foot center out of Duke. Um, if you're going to be building around Lamelo Ball, and he's a guy who likes to push push the floor and kind of get it get the ball up, throwing those fancy passes and those highlight reel type of plays, Mark Williams would be a perfect fit there. He's a really athletic rim runner, a lob catcher working off the pick and roll with Lamelo. I think this is one of the most like commonly mock draft picks with with Williams going here to the Hornets. So uh, give me another person there as another person there mocking that draft pick. Number 14, got the Thunder selecting again. I got him selecting Malachi Branham here, six foot five guard out of Ohio State. Really big fan of Branham. I think he's going to be, excuse me, that's actually the Cavaliers pick. I'm not sure why I said the Thunder. Um, he's a guy who really emerged over the second half of the season. He's one was one of the most improved players in the country last year. As only a freshman, he's only 19 years old. A really efficient player too. Shot over fifty percent from the field. I believe about forty-two percent from three. Stays in the state of Ohio. Um, I think that's a safe pick there. And you add him to a nice core with like Darius Garland, Colin Sexton. Uh, we'll see if he stays around. But Evan Mobley, Jared Allen. Uh, you got some nice building block pieces there. Cavs were a, a pretty solid team throughout the East last year. They didn't wind up making the playoffs as they sputtered down the stretch. But this is another good addition, I think, to that group. And I think Branham. We could look down the line, and he's one of the top five or ten players in this draft. Fifteen overall, we got the Hornets now. I have them selecting. Could be a little bit high for this guy, but I think he fits that kind of play style that they want to play, and that's Dalen Terry, six-foot-six guard, wing out of Arizona. He's going to be a really solid defensive player. He's a high-energy guy. He's going to be emphatic in transition. He's able to get up, up over the rim and, and throw down on guys. I think he'll be a really exciting playmaker in that Group if Miles Bridges comes back, Lamelo Ball, Mark Williams, you're gonna have some high level athletes on that team. That's gonna cause a lot of matchup problems for some teams. So you gotta he's gotta shoot the ball a little bit better. I think he only shot 34% last year, but he's only 19 years old. He's got time to to grow and develop into his game a little bit more. Number 16 overall. Now we got the Hawks selecting Jalen Williams, a six foot six guard out of Santa Clara. Traded away Cam Reddish last year, so a little little bit of um need i think on the wing there he's a he's a playmaking guard who i think you could use as like a secondary type of ball handler next to trey young if he's in there um got a really good wingspan as well so i think he's going to be a pretty solid defender this is kind of in the mold of what the hawks have have picked over the years just athletic wings who are able to to make impacts on the game in multiple ways and i think that's what williams brings to the table for a team 17 we got the Rockets selecting for tari eason six foot eight out of lsu have them selecting Benchero at number three. Have them getting Tari Eason here. I think they just need to get more more talented guys on that roster. And this is a, another good addition to that team for guys who are just able to go out and get buckets. You got Benchero. Um, now you get bringing a guy like Eason who showed the ability to score from three levels. You can put those two next to each other, maybe play like the three and four. 
And then you got Jalen Green, you got Kevin Porter, you got guys who can score. And Tari Eason, I think, is a pretty solid defender as well. So this would be a, a really nice draft draft haul for the Rockets in the first round. Number 18, got the Bulls selecting Jeremy Sohan forward, six foot nine out of Baylor. Might be a bit of a slide for him. He might go a little bit earlier. I'm personally not the biggest fan of him. I don't think his offensive game is going to really allow him to stick around that long in the NBA. But the thing that he's kind of hyped up about is his ability to defend multiple positions and his athletic ability as well. Um, I think that's something that will stick out to the Bulls. You got a front court with Wendell Carter – or excuse me um, – Vucevic right right there right now. You need to add another guy in that front court who's more athletic and give you some more like playmaking type ability on the defensive end uh, and just be a, like a, a versatile type defender. Number 19 now, we're up to the Timberwolves. Got them selecting. I think this would be a really good fit for them. EJ Liddell, six foot seven four out of Ohio State. We saw they have like a nice little buzz and energy to them. They kind of Reminded me of like the Grizzlies from the year before, where I think if all things shake right, they have a nice offseason. They could be like a four, like a three or four seed in the Western Conference next year and be one of the surprise teams. Um, Anthony Edwards, Patrick Beverly emerges a great leader for that team. Carl Anthony Towns, D'Angelo Russell. You had another instant impact type of guy who can maybe even still grow a little bit in, in his game and develop a little bit more in EJ Liddell. Uh, he's one of the safer players in my mind in this draft, and I think he's going to be an all all first team type of rookie player this upcoming season. So the Timberwolves gladly jump on that there. Number 20, got the Spurs after selecting Jalen Duren to bolster the front court, got them selecting Bryce McGowan, six foot six guard out of Nebraska. He kind of fits that mold of like a high upside prospect that we saw kind of with DeJounte Murray, uh, Johnson out of Kentucky a few years ago. McGowan's a really high potential guy, great athletic ability, showed the ability in times to score, score in spurts. And he's a, he's a gamble though. He was up and down in that freshman season at Nebraska. So you like to see a team with the Spurs with a strong history, track history of um, developing players. That's a good fit for them. And they take one of the bigger swings in the draft, I think, and take McGowan's in the first round here. Number 21, got the Nuggets selecting Patrick Baldwin, uh, junior six foot, eight forward out of Milwaukee. One of the top prospects from college basketball or the the high school recruiting class from the year before. Um, you see the Nuggets take chances on these type of guys all the time. Michael Porter Jr. sticks out, Bull Bull, guys who were really highly acclaimed high school recruits and just kind of didn't pan out, whether it was because of health concerns or just um, durability, stuff like that. Baldwin fits right into that regard. A really talented player, labeled as a shooter, but shot really poorly in his one year at Milwaukee, uh, kind of attributed to his health, it sounds like. But I think the Nuggets are in position there with a really talented team. They take another swing for the fences on a guy like Baldwin and kind of hope he he pans out after Michael Porter Jr. Uh, is kind of battling some more health concerns. Number 22, got the Grizzlies. Um, most likely, Tyus Jones will be out the door, I think, just because it, it sounds like he'll be getting starter money at the point guard spot. The, the Grizzlies aren't in position to pay him that with John Morant and a bunch of other guys coming up for extensions. So you you turn your attention to a guy like Andrew Nemhart here, six foot three guard out of Gonzaga, comes in, plays that Jones role, able to shoot the ball pretty well, take care of the ball, and just spot John Morant in minutes where we've seen he's a uh, can have some durability issues, missed missed a handful of games this year. So Nemhart's a guy who can come in, steady the ship if Morant's out of the lineup. Um, or even if he's just on the bench for a quick like five five ten minute breather, you you put a guy in like Nemhard. I think that's a very safe pick and one of the better fits in this draft. 
Number 23, Philadelphia 76ers. I got them selecting Christian Braun, six foot six guard wing out of Kansas. I think fits what they need, adds, adds some athleticism and shooting on the wing. A guy who's able to get up in transition and throw it down. Um, and even in the, the half court, I think he brings some, some solid floor spacing and he's going to be a pretty solid defender at the NBA level. Sixers need to get more athletic on the wing. They should be looking at guys like Dalen Terry and Christian Braun. Come away with either of those. I think Sixers fans would be very happy. 24, got the Bucks selecting Walker Kessler, seven foot one center out of Auburn. Brooke Lopez, I was looking the other day, has one year left on that contract. Probably won't look to re-sign him. So this could be like a long-term play. Maybe have him as a backup this year, but a really good rim protector, four and a half blocks per game. Not the most agile, not the best defender out on the perimeter. That's where I think he's going to struggle. Um, but that's something that he can work on, I think, and maybe develop a little bit more while he's he's learning behind Brooke Lopez for right now. And as he continues to develop that outside shot to be a really uh, effective and, and high usage stretch big for the Bucks going forward next to Giannis. Number 25, got the Spurs tapping into the international pipeline here. Uzaman Diang, six foot nine forward out of France, really athletic, really good measurables. Don't know that much about him being an international guy, but the Spurs have had a good track record, I think you'd say, with Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili over the years, developing these these overseas guys and taking some chances and some swings on them. Maybe Diang can be the next guy in that pipeline, but you're able to get a high athlete, high level athlete with. Uh, a lot of upside right there in Diang. You get Jalen Dern and Bryce McGowan's. Those are three like super high risk, high reward type picks. Uh, we'll see how they turn out if that happens. But I think I would like that haul if I'm a Spurs fan. Number twenty six got the Mavs selecting Caleb Pusin, six foot eight forward out of Michigan. A uh, guy that I'm pretty high on. I think has a, a really nice potential going forward. You look at what's an effective NBA wing these days besides like a Jason Tatum or a LeBron guys who are just more role players. You have to be able to defend and you have to be able to shoot the ball. I like Houston's defensive ability going forward. You put him on this Mavericks team. And if he's able to just be a consistent knockdown shooter from, from the three point uh, corner on either side, working next to Luka Doncic, I think he can make a lot of money and be a really solid player in the NBA. So I like that fit there, and I like his potential to have a lot of success there as well. Number 27, Miami Heat got them selecting Kennedy Chandler, six-foot guard out of Tennessee. Might be a little generous. He might be like a 5'10", 5'11 type guy, actually, but a really talented player. Kyle Lowry down the stretch was not that good for the Heat. It wouldn't surprise me if like this is his last year there. If they find maybe even a way to like trade him at the deadline. Chandler, he kind of fits that heat mold. He's just like a tough, gritty player. Even if Lowry is on the team, he's a serviceable backup behind him. When Lowry was out of the lineup, uh, Gabe Vincent ran a lot of the point. I think they can be better than that. And Chandler's a good guy that I think could fit that heat mold and slide in right there as a backup type point guard for Miami next season. Number 28 overall, three more picks left in the first round. We got the Warriors selecting Jordan Hall, six foot eight guard, point forward type of guy out of St. Joe's. Averaged nearly a triple-double. I think he put up 14, like 17 and 6 this year, but a not very efficient shooter. I think he was only like 39% from the field or something and like 33 from three. Those numbers definitely need to improve, but he's a guy who, a Philadelphia area kid, seen firsthand, he's a guy who works really hard and has a lot of potential going forward. I think he would fit that Warriors mold where he's he likes to get up and down in transition. He's a really, really good passer. You use him in minutes where Seth Curry's not out on the floor. He could run the offense for you and he adds defensive ability, rebounding ability. I think he's a guy who's going to go in the first round and it's going to be a surprise to some of these uh, other NBA 
teams or or just the media in general just he has a lot to like and i think a lot more potential to work into so if he goes to a team like the warriors with a strong background kind of like the with the spurs and the heat of just developing players over time the boston celtics teams like those it sets him up for a lot more success if he was to go to a team like the Kings, for for example, who have just been kind of a dumpster fire over the years. Number 29, we got the Grizzlies selecting. This is a, a big slide for him. I just couldn't really find a spot to put him in where I liked him. And I think some of these G League guys are going to go lower. And that's Dyson Daniels, six foot seven guard out of the G League Ignite. I think the Grizzlies would be really happy to add a guard with his talent level and his ability to score the ball to that young nucleus. So that's another good fit there. And to round out the first round, number 30 overall, the Nuggets had them select a Marjan Bochamp, six foot six forward out of the G League Ignite, back to back G League guys. Kind of like I was saying with Baldwin, this is a, a big swing. The Nuggets are a team that's shown in the past to take risks, take these high risk, high, re- high reward type of guys, and just bank on their development system, their coaching staff to get the most out of them. Bochamp needs to work on that outside shot, but he's got the frame and kind of that scoring ability that you're looking for out of a wing and then defensive ability as well. But that'll do it for the first round mock draft here from Beef Up Front on PickSwap Media. Not going to run through the whole second round. Um, only 58 picks in this year's draft compared to the normal 60. So two less guys won't get drafted. But that means two more guys have the chance to be an undrafted player um, and be one of the next great stories in the NBA. A really fun and exciting time. It's been really fun catching up and doing all this, this scouting and all this research for the draft. Look forward to see where everyone's going and then kind of evaluating from there, giving out some draft grades and whatnot. Uh, But thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Beef Up Front here on PigSwap Media, and we will talk next time.